You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. And Matt, welcome back from your little uh, vacation. And yes. uh, wh- while you were off, uh, well, some things happen around town, but not the... Uh, Nothing too crazy with the Steelers. They did sign Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, the linebacker. Uh, also signed another long snapper, Anthony Miller, surprisingly uh, out the door. Yeah. So adding a linebacker doesn't shock me one bit. You know, I mean, I think just adding depth there. Um, I would need to. Th- I need to give it some thought. I've been kind of my son's been or my brain's been roasting in the sun a little bit here in the in, in Hilton Head, and now I'm wondering. Who maybe this next thing I'll look at is who are the core special teamers because some are gone from last year and seem like they were at least one of those short that plays every phase. And I think Kowalkowski or I have to learn how to pronounce his name. Kowalkowski <laughs> will definitely be that and serviceable on the second level. But it also tells me that I think this front office, this coaching staff realizes. It's probably a patchwork position. You know, I'd rather invest in edge guys, corners, certainly offensive linemen, rather than take big swings at linebacker. And if you can have four dudes there, including the three that were there, that are serviceable and not going to kill you, and the rest of the offense is or defense is really strong, I'm not sure I disagree with that way of team building. Um, and I was a little shocked that Miller left, to be honest. I mean, to me, that was the more surprising thing. I wonder if they just decided, like they went to him and said, "Hey, uh, you know, we have we need a spot because there are other guys they could have cut." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they doing him a favor? Were they doing him a favor to allow him the opportunity to go catch on somewhere else? Quite possible because he, you know, yeah, he he could have made this team, and and I think he can play in the NFL. Um, you know, but they just looked at it and said, "You know what? We're going to give you a shot to, to catch on somewhere else." We think he can play in the NFL too, but you, nobody's going to trade for him coming off of an right. injury last year. Um, so they just looked at it and said, "We're going to give, we're going to put you out there now." You've been a good because he was there all last year, right, right, right. You know, even right. when he he was on IR all season long, but he was a regular in the locker room, and I think you know served a little bit as a mentor to, to Calvin Austin. They went to the same school. Calvin Austin looks up to to Anthony mm. Miller. Um, you know, so I think they were doing him a solid there by, by allowing him to, to get out there and see if he can catch on somewhere else. So I'm glad you said that because deep down, I kind of thought he had some weird, his, his time in Houston was a little odd. And I wondered, does he not play well with others? It sounds like the total opposite, you know, where people liked his personality, looked up to him, Austin, as you mentioned. So in turn, maybe you help that guy out more than the next and say, Here's plenty of time between now and camp for you to latch on somewhere else and you have a better chance of making that team. And I also think it's kind of a feather in the cap to some degree for Boykin and maybe Gunner as well. Like maybe they're more in the mix than I thought. Well, that and, and, and you know, they got the, the big kid um, out of the XFL, Butler, Butler yeah, out of yeah. the XFL, who's a monster. Yeah. Uh, right, they, right. they may have just decided, hey, we want a bigger slot. 
That's a good point, too. Yeah, I mean, the Robinson trade really shows that. Claypool lined up a heavy percentage in the slot before getting traded. I think they want a big body there, which probably means Austin's on the outside, which he did a ton of in college. Yeah, right, right. Um, so we'll see how this all works out. I I wrote up my five for Friday last week, man. Let's see if if you agree with me on this. We haven't we haven't talked about this at all. Not right. But I was sitting there thinking of what I could write last week, and this is that time of year when you're trying to figure those kind of things out. And I started thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? Cole Holcomb might be their most valuable free agent that they signed this offseason. Wow. And I, and I say that because I know everybody would point to Isaac Sayamala or Patrick Peterson. Sure, sure, sure. They have other guys at those positions that can do things similar to those to those two players. Now, maybe not quite as well, but at least similar. Herbig Dotson, right. Sure. Yeah. Holcomb, to me, is the guy that they don't have another guy like him. Yeah. It's a really good point, which leads me, as you were saying that, I was saying – I forget when we recorded it, but one of our recent drives, we went through kind of most valuable or maybe least indispensable Steelers. Holcomb maybe should have been higher on our list. Yeah, he may. Be. Now that, we, that that's kind of what got me thinking about that. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. You know, when you look at that linebacker position, Landon Roberts, a two down guy, no doubt. Mark, yeah. Mark Robinson right now is a two down guy. Maybe Tanner Muse. Yeah, maybe Tanner Muse can be that guy. I don't think Kwiatkowski is. He's I don't a, either. He's a two. I mean, so they're really counting on Holcomb to be that three down guy. Now, maybe if something happened long term with him, okay. So, so you bump Keanu Neal mm-hmm. inside and, and make him more of a, a linebacker again because he's done that. But they don't have another true linebacker that that does what Holcomb can do. And every name you mentioned including Holcomb, but much, much less so than him, has a wart or a question. You know, like Mark Rob- – maybe they – maybe there's people out there going, I think you guys are missing it. They just love Mark Robinson. He's going to be the next Shazier. He's awesome. Maybe. But chances are he's still a huge question mark. And all those guys you mentioned are either small, like Muse and Neil, and not true, true linebackers, or they're – not the athlete you want there, like Kuikowski and yeah, uh, the other one they signed. Atlanta Roberts. Roberts, right. I don't know why I missed his name. But they all have a wart, you know. I mean, so it's a good point. I mean, Holcomb has a lot of value. I would assume he's the green dot guy and never leaves the field guy. But he's also coming off an injury, too. Yeah. I mean, and he has been, when he has played, ultra productive. Like he, yeah. I, I added up the numbers the last two seasons. Now he missed time last year, but uh, but two years ago he played all seventeen games. If you look at his production, he's averaged it's like nine point four tackles a game or something like that. Wow! I mean, he has been a, a machine out there. It makes me wonder. And again, we're, we're trying, and this is what we're here for, especially this time of year, is try to think as those around you think and try to figure out what the Steelers are thinking with their roster. But maybe deep down, maybe it's not a Mark Robinson's going to be a star. Maybe they think they pulled one over on the league on Holcomb. You know, like if he plays 17 games, maybe he gets double that contract. Or it's clear he's an ascending player. People don't give him credit for being a great athlete. He's a great athlete. You know, I mean, so maybe they look at him and be like, we got a dude there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, he, they're paying him $6 million. His contract averages out to $6 million a year. 
That too, right. So if he's Robin and you still have to go find a Batman, mm-hmm. maybe you know, maybe maybe next year, because that's that's the other thing that got me thinking about this. I mean, everybody was freaking out two weeks ago when Terrell Austin said, Well, Mark Robin's still, still a year away. Well, first of all, he's a seventh round draft pick. Seventh round pick that played like fifty snaps last year. Yeah. So I mean, let's not get let's not put the cart before the horse here. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a project. He's a guy that okay, maybe, yeah, athletically he could turn into something. But he is, I mean, he played linebacker for one year in college. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, best case scenario with Robinson is he's a training camp and great preseason away from being at least in the Oh, I, I, I would not. He will lead the Steelers. I'll, I'll go out on a limb right now and say he leads the Steelers in tackles in the preseason. Preseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. have, they play three preseason games. He'll have 30 plus tackles or right around that I number. So he's going to play a lot. He's going to play a lot and be in there a lot of snaps and starting probably as a starter as well. I know some lunatics play uh, preseason fantasy football. I don't know if there's such a thing as preseason IDP fantasy football. That many <laughs> lunatics, probably. But go get Mark Robinson right now. Oh, he's got. I mean, he'll he'll play forty five snaps a game in a preseason, mm-hmm. and he'll probably make some errors. But okay, who cares? You know. Yeah, I mean that's what the preseason is for to get that guy ready, and they can learn from that and. You know, but he's he's a we've seen him going forward. And yes, he comes he comes downhill and he goes forward very well. What we haven't seen a lot of from Mark Robinson is Mark Robinson going backwards. Yeah, yeah. And route you know, recognition. And right. Things like that. And right, right, right. I mean, there's time he's he's already a splash player, the little we've seen of him. I mean, his traits are obvious. But some of those splashes weren't so great either. I mean, they're running the wrong way and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, he goes, he goes wherever, wherever he, whatever he sees, he goes there really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's very determined. Um, but this isn't 2001 when you just tell Kendrell Bell to go get the football. Right, and you reference this a lot as his coach. You know, you'd rather say woe than sick him. So he's got that part to him, which is great. Um, I mean, frankly, for Robinson, if he's I don't want to say dominating. That's a big word. But if he's really one of the best players on the field, like in the second half of preseason games, that's progress to me. You know, like, yeah, that's what you want to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he looks like he is, down. you know, he looks like Junior Seau out there running around, hit, you know, right, making right. all kinds of tackles. Fantastic. But yeah, I want to see, I want to see him in coverage because if he has to play, he is going to be targeted in coverage. That's what teams will do. No doubt. And frankly, their whole linebacking core right now, including Holcomb, but less so, they're going to get targeted early and often too. I mean, those guys are going to get tested. None of them are proven. I'm sure Shanahan's looking at them right now. Like, I want Kittle against those guys and McCaffrey on crossing routes. And to me, it's the biggest question of the defense. I mean, and that's why they would go that and other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the other team has coaches too. They're going to figure out what your weaknesses and they're going to try to attack them. And people wonder, you know, when we had Holcomb on during OTA sessions, he talked about, you know, I got to be out, I got to be willing, able to go out there and step out there and, and cover a running back. I got to be able to cover a tight end. I got to be able to cover a wide receiver. Believe it or not, folks, when he was in Washington, he got stuck covering wide receivers because that's what teams do. They'll put oh, you, you know, they'll, yeah, they'll get you matched up. It's not. It wasn't a Keith Butler thing. It wasn't a Dick LeBeau thing before him. That's what teams do. That's what opposing offensive coordinators will do. They will try to get you to, to the point where you have to match up a linebacker on a wide receiver. 
No, no doubt. And that's going to happen no matter what. I do think, again, none of these guys are Lambert, Shazier, you know, superstars. But there is a lot of situational action here. And let's go back to your original point. If Holcomb's always one of them, 90% of snaps, whatever, when he's healthy and he's playing reasonably well. The other two, to me, are the bangers. And then there's the light guys. You know, maybe it just depends on situation. You rotate that second linebacker a lot. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you'd like to not have to do that. No doubt. They've had they've been doing something similar to that the last couple of years, um, you know. But you do have to have a guy who's your bread and butter guy, and if that's Holcomb, if he's if he shows he can be that guy, because what you don't want to have to do is all of a sudden it, it's a passing down, and he has to come off the field. You put Tanner Muse out there, yeah, because, yeah, that, yeah. because then the opposing team's going to run the football. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, that's I mean, that was the problem that they that's what they've been doing the last few years, and it's a tell. You know, okay. We're gonna you, know, you got you got this guy off the field now we're gonna do this this yeah. is that's their dime linebacker you know Spillane is the dime linebacker okay here's what they're probably gonna you know rush him you know he's gonna blitz uh, it's it just it, it it tips your hand too much and these offensive coordinators and these running backs and tight ends are all so good in the passing game and so good mentally that. They're going to make your linebackers, as much as any position on the defense, do things they don't like doing. You know, you're not a good man coverage guy. Well, if you're going to live in zone, we're going to zone beater you to death. Or, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's a problem. And do the Steelers have the perfect solution right now? Far from it, in my opinion. But in order to get the perfect solution, you got to pay Tremaine Edmonds or, you know, huge money or a second round pick and huge money for Roquan Smith or flat out get super lucky in the second or third round with Leonard or Warner, you know, like there's only like five of them on the planet. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have one, it's going to cost you $18 million a year. I mean, if Ryan, if Ryan Shazier were still playing right now, Ryan Shazier would be a $20 million a year player. Yes, yes, yes. Assuming he's the player we thought he was and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. I mean, there's because he's he, he's never coming off the field, never coming off the field, doesn't compromise athleticism, extreme athlete, head for the game, can't be manipulated. I mean, there's Roquan, there's Leonard, there's Warner. The list dries up pretty quickly after that. And it might not be worth paying those guys. And not to mention, like, yeah, Tremaine Edmonds, I hope he does great. But he's not, a, I'm not sure he's worth 18 million. You know, he's not out of the woods as a great player yet. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it depends on how you want to build your team to go back to your original point here. Is this the proper way to build a defense strong up front, strong on the back end? Um, you know, we'll, we'll see about the, the middle. Um, if you're, if your front line is doing its job, if you if your defensive linemen are doing their job, then you should be okay. If your pass mm-hmm. rush, if your pass rush is doing its job, those guys should be okay in coverage. If you don't give the quarterback time to, that, you know, three seconds or, you know, two and a half seconds to hit those quick crossing, those crossing routes, then, you know, that changes everything. And as is often the case, I mean, this is a league-wide thing more than a Steeler thing, but if you're not great at the second level and you're playing a lot of too high shells as the league is really trended to, well, you, then you need to complete six, eight, ten passes to go 80 yards, you know? Yeah. It's not, you know, so uh, there's no perfect answer. I mean, the Eagles last year weren't good at linebacker. And they let those two go. 
and they let those two guys go. But they had seventy plus sacks. Yeah, because they last year linemen, right? So you know that they they just did it a different way, and so maybe that's what the Steelers are thinking here. Maybe they, they hey, we can so. we can get by at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've got a guy in Cole Holcomb who can be our every down guy, mm-hmm. and maybe he's not going to be a superstar. But if he just does the job and does his job, the rest of the defense around him will be will be okay. Yeah, yeah. Fall, everything falls into place, and we're not gonna we're not gonna pay ten plus million dollars a year at that position anymore. Right, right. I, I think that's the way. That's I think that's how I would team build. I mean, unless you lucked into a Warner or somebody like, like that, and it is an Eagles way of doing things. They're certainly not alone. But every team does is some form of this. I mean, I always tell people. Dick LeBeau's defenses cut corner at corner. You know, right. they played a lot of off. They blitzed a lot, come up and tackle. You know, oh, they don't have good corners. Well, they didn't invest in them all that heavy either. You know, yeah. what I, mean? I mean, if you're drafting your cornerbacks in the fourth round and later every year. Right. You know, yeah, you're not going to have superstars there. You, like, you, a perfect example to me is the Peyton Manning-led Colts. Well, they drafted, <laughs> if you look at their first-round picks, it's Wayne, Harrison, Edge, Dallas Clark. They're, they're weapons for Peyton over and over. They paid Saturday big money at center. They paid Tariq Glenn big money at left tackle. And the defense was fourth-round picks galore plus Freeney and Mathis. You know, like, we can't have everything. Yeah, two, but we'll have edge rushers, and we'll just get by everywhere else. Yep, and we're going to throw next year's fourth-round pick will be our middle linebacker, and the year after that will be our fifth-round pick, Will Linebacker, and we're going to play cover two and rush the passer. And it worked to a degree. And he scores a ton of points and yeah. Yeah, try to keep up, you know, right. And we play in a dome and you got to block free, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just uh, different ways to do things. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the weapons part of that mm-hmm. because that's going to lead me into what our next segment is going to be, Matt. Oh. I don't know if you saw this or not. You've been traveling, but uh, Bill Barnwell ranked the weapons for each team, one through 32. Cool. Let's do it. So we will talk about that when we return. We'll see where the Steelers rank on that list. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen. A fabulous new fence. The possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 